It's your boy Marquise Q. Hey, what's good with you? It's your boy Raider Rashawn. Hey, it's your boy Easy. And we are back with another rendition of the Way to Eight podcast, coming to you live from a none of your business location. Oh, no. <laughs> back for another one. We went on a little break, didn't we, fellas? A little hiatus, what Air like to call it. Well, I mean, we did put in some work. That Kendrick Pat was pretty intense. That Kendrick Pat was probably the biggest, most intensive project I've been in. Well, I've been a part of it since like undergraduate. I ain't gonna Honestly, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Honestly, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you have listened to the Kendra Pack, just stop, go listen to that, and then come back to this. This will be here when you get back. Bro, that's a pimp okay. butterfly. People really liking that one, bro. There's only like eight plays. Hey. You know, we had a, we had a little, uh, you know, something happened. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me ask y'all. What's your favorite Kendrick album? No. Wait, wait. <laughs> Since um, my man's over here wanting to spoil the surprise, so, uh, <laughs> this is the third episode of the Way to Eight podcast. Um, you know, me, Eric, and uh, you know, my boy Rashawn been doing the first two by ourselves, so we thought we had to bring this in with a guest. Man, introduce. Well, you already introduced himself, but I didn't man. say my name. Though. He introduced himself. Okay, okay. Yeah. My boy Darian O'Neill has joined us for the Way to Eight podcast. Sorry, I appreciate y'all having me for sure. Hey, go ahead and talk, bro. You want to talk yeah, to me? Yeah, yeah. What's I mean, I was asking, what's, what's the favorite Kendrick project? Well, my favorite Kendrick Let's project? Um, oh, I'll yeah, probably say Damn. Damn? Okay. Yeah. Respect. Uh, yeah, it's probably Damn. Respect. Good kid, Massey. Respect. That's your favorite? That's my. That's my. Uh, that's, come on now. I'm, I'm asking. I'm making sure. Because I don't think I, I, I said, ever asked you. I said that on the pack, nigga. <laughs> like, come on now. You know, I got to stick to what I said. I did say that. It is my favorite. Okay. Like, I'm making sure you're being consistent. That right? was like when I, I heard that album, I was like, bro, this shit is just different. That's like his it's, most, just, it's the one that sticks with me the most. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with the most unpopular choice. I'm gonna have to say uh, it's a Pimp Butterfly. It's my yeah. favorite one. Bro, that's a lot of people's music, bro. bro. I, I feel like all the way off the wall with that shit, bro. It's a Pimp Butterfly. I think what what I said on the uh, on the uh, on the pack. Yeah, on the pack. I think I said it was the best. I think it's the best like uplifting. Like black people album mm-hmm. ever, like I think it gotta be up there. Like it's definitely it yeah, gotta like, be. But all right is already ranked up there, so you know to put Butterfly has to. Why why do you feel like it's your favorite game? Sure. I mean, for him to drop Big Kid, Mad City, and then to follow it follow it up with like something that's left field is to put Butterfly like jazz, mm-hmm. something that like was not popular at all, like a sound that wasn't popular at all at the time, bro. It's just like a very uh, brave album. I feel like like the Absolutely. experiment like that. You feel like it came at the right time. Oh, for sure, definitely perfect song. I'll say it's probably hitting like deeper now because I feel like people probably went sure. back, did their homework a little bit, and realized like, number one, this kind of stuff like institutional racism and all that has mm-hmm. been in the been in the works. Kendrick just called it out before y'all paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we already got the little breakdown from my boy Darian real quick. So, like I said, this is our first guest of the season. So, Darian, tell the little people about yourself. Who was Darian O'Neill? That's a good question. Like, where you from? Like, you know, uh, okay. what you like to do and okay, stuff like okay. that. Just a little introduction. Uh, Icebreaker. Well, y'all already know my name. I'm Gary O'Neill. Um, I'm from Marlboro County, 843, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Yeah, 843. 843. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good brother, good brother. Um, I'm a filmmaker, writer. Um, go to USC, junior. Uh, I'm so bad at, like, like coming off the top, explaining myself. Right. You said a lot. Yeah, you said a lot. Okay. Yeah, so, well, so what you doing now? Like, you know, which like been your like main focus like nowadays? Like currently. Uh, currently, I mean, uh, we're working on like pre-production for a short film. It's called Godfrey's Light. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get funding for it. Trying to look for uh, crew at the moment. Well, cast, my fault. Actors, 
Um, yeah, we're trying to raise money for that, and hopefully we can start shooting in December for Word. that. Yeah. Where did the idea come from for Godfrey's Light? Like, why'd you want to? Um, I actually didn't write it. This girl I know wrote it, and uh, she sent me the script for it, and it like blew me away. I knew I had to like tell this story, so uh, I signed on as the director, and this is like actually gonna be my first production with like a actual crew, mm-hmm. like full, uh, like a small time crew and stuff. So I'm excited for it. Word. But it's a very important story, for sure. I can't wait to share it. Word. I know you kind of gave a breakdown um, when you posted on social media not too long ago. So, mm-hmm. like, tell the people again, like, what is Garfield's Lot? Like, what's the, like, the idea behind that? Uh, I don't want to give too much away. Don't get too much away. Yeah, I ain't going to give too much away. I'm not spoiling it, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> don't get enough for lunch out. Let's get that. If you've ever seen the Twilight Zone, like, you should know what to expect. It's going to be, like, some, like, uh, something like that. Basically, it's a world where the executions of criminals are like televised events. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be, the story is set place on a night where a criminal is said to be executed on live TV. And a girl um, kind of realizes that she has more in common with the, with the criminal than she thought. So it's gonna be a great story too, I feel like. Perfect. Especially with um, everything that happened over the summer, like injustice, like I feel like George Floyd, that was basically quote unquote a televised execution. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so many instances where you know, people's deaths have been, you know, televised, recorded and everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a very uh, timely story to tell. Very important, so. Wow. Illinois. Can't wait to see it. Look, look I, feel, I, I feel like he naturally at this uh, podcast. Right? <laughs> hey, man, he, was like, say, he was saying that he was like, I like, man, I think you look good at this when you're acting like that, you know. Right, like, podcast, hustle, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Well, so, like, what else, like, so what did idea come from, from, like, you getting into filmmaking? Like, what made you interested in, like, actually directing and, like, writing? Where? Um, I always, like, been a writer. Ever since I was little, like, I used to write short stories. I think that stemmed from me being, like, the only child. Uh, the only child? Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. bro. Where? So, you know how it is. Sheesh. Lonely world. Lonely child. Yeah. And the young boy dropped lonely child. said, damn, I feel this. <laughs> it just, um, it really just came from me, like, trying to find an outlet to express myself and, like, I used to have like so many uh, like ideas for stories in my head, and it just I just like uh, started writing them out really, and how I got into filmmaking is uh, I started screenwriting, like I really like movies, I always like movies, mm-hmm. and I started like writing stories for uh, the screen basically, and it was freshman, no nah, it was my senior year, I, I bought a camera, and I actually uh, just went out and started shooting stuff for fun. And then, and this, I mean, it uh, eventually led to me just, uh, you know, writing stuff and me trying to direct it. Because mm-hmm. I, I realized, like, nobody could tell my story better than myself. Right. I could write it and try to give it to somebody else to, to, say, to, t- to tell it. Mm-hmm. But nobody is going to have the same vision as I do for it. So, um, I started actually making short films my freshman year. And with progression. Freshman year at USC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... And what then, was the first one that you did? Uh, I'm kind of like embarrassed. It's not really good. <laughs> so, I mean, you can look it up if you want to. It's on, it's called Disconnected. It's on uh, Campus Movie Fest YouTube. And it was basically about like a, a student like going through a day, like social media had been shut down for everyone. And it was basically about a student just going through a day without social media. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really, like, you can see the progression though. If you start from that and to where I'm at now, you see the progression. What was so bad about it? Like, was the story about uh, it? I just did. I did everything on like, execution. Like it wasn't really like a visually good. Like I shot it, directed it, uh, did everything. I wrote it myself. Like everything myself. Uh, 
once I like started collaborating with people though my work I realized I couldn't do it all myself so once I started collaborating with people like my work really improved and you can see the progression from then and on that's pretty dope uh, I don't know about you, but don't you like write stories and stuff like that? Like, like what do you, <laughs> you? You don't think about collaborating with Darian? Nah, like I didn't sound like we on a whole different level right now. <laughs> I, I said, I said, my problem is to follow through. You got that down pat, so. <laughs> bro. That's great. What's so? What's like your, like your goal for Godfrey's life? Like, what's the? Um, if this thing happens, you'd be like, I'm satisfied with the outcome. Well, uh, uh, this is gonna be my first film that I'm trying to get into, like film festivals. So I mean, I would be really satisfied if I if I were able to get into a festival, and like have that experience of you know getting my work screened in like a, a theater with a you know dozens of hundreds of people watching. That would probably like be a very uh, dope experience. Um, but I just want as many people as possible to see it, um, and hopefully like start a narrative and a dialogue. That's really all I want to do with my work is like start narratives and dialogues within people. So who do you like idolize like, within the film industry and like the cinematography and like uh, I really, what kind of motivation do they give you? Spike Lee is my favorite director like ever. Mm-hmm. Is that why you go by Spike B? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard though. I go count. For sure. Um, but uh, I like Barry Jenkins. I love Barry Jenkins. Who um, is that? Because I seen you like when you drop a uh, Black Boys. Video you ever seen uh, Moonlight? Mm-hmm. If Bill Street. The one that just came out. Uh, no, nah, it came out like a few years ago, 2017, I think. You talking about thing on Netflix? Moonlight? Yeah. That's nah. what that's what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moonlight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I was trying to make sure y'all was talking about the same thing. Cause no, we talking about the same thing. I think we was disconnected with us just now. Oh, okay. Well, All right. All right. Yeah, him. Uh, <laughs> I legends like Martin Scorsese. Um, I like he does like all the gangster films. That's him? Uh, yeah, some of them. Mm-hmm. He does some, but um, a lot of his work is like character studies, which is basically following... Um, a protagonist and showing like their progression and development and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like I really like the legends like that. I really love Barry Jenkins because he he shows black people in such like a a soft light, like mm-hmm. not really the uh, the dominating uh, narrative that America you know, puts on like black people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Where so that's where you got the inspiration made black boys bleed red. I uh, like visually, yeah, for sure. But the inspiration for that came really from, uh, oh, once again, I was like the aftermath of, you know, George Floyd, Amal Aubrey, mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor and everything. And I just saw the media, like, portraying, like, like I, I think um, they were trying to portray Amal Aubrey as, like, a criminal afterwards, like, mm-hmm. after he got killed. Yeah. And I was like, we always, like, the media literally is always portraying us as, you know, thugs, criminals. supposed to be running or something like exactly. that. Exactly. supposed to be exercising you. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like if, you want a, a narrative to be shifted. If you want a story to be told, you have to do it yourself. So um, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when you uh, originally posted the idea about it because um, I was out there when you was recording stuff yeah. like that filming. And I just felt like everything you're trying to portray was kind of like in the light where, you know, we're not what they exactly. make us out to be. Like we're actually like regular people that exactly. just trying to have a good time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's pretty dope. But then you also do a film um, centered around like the idea of spirituality and God with a. Uh, Who's that? Who's that guy uh, that went to USC that did TikTok? That's like famous for TikTok. Oh, uh, oh you're talking Corey. About, uh, Corey. 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 Yeah. Corey, yeah, yeah did yeah, you do yeah. a film with him also? Yeah, that was actually one of my earlier, earlier ones. I did like I shot it myself, wrote it, directed it. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, the story behind that? Uh, 
that was really like a because that was probably one of your more aggressive ones like looking at black boys be bleed red and mm-hmm. this one like it's kind of two different things yeah, in my yeah, opinion. yeah for sure uh that was more so like from a time period where that was like a personal film where i was like you know uh going through some stuff like questioning my faith and yeah i really just like writing how i felt out like every word he said in that is like things i've i've asked myself or you know asked a higher power Mm -hmm. and yeah i I just really needed to get that uh those feelings i know like a lot of people probably like feel that way as well but um they might not be comfortable like voicing it out, out loud of course um but yeah i just wanted to portray like a scenario of questioning your faith and like how it's kind of common really i feel like a lot of people have questioned their faith at some point they probably don't talk about it exactly so i just wanted to make that like normalize that really mm-hmm. and show that's okay too because you wrote an article on that too like your journey from like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Bro, i read Burnet that article black. Bro. what you say this on Burnet and black uh magazine Bro. that's the um thing that taylor taylor brown's on too right mm-hmm. oh, yeah shout out to taylor too she just um like won a national award third place for her article uh about her grandfather yes, that sir. played at USC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheesh. That's dope. Y'all gonna run that up if y'all ain't, look, y'all ain't looked at the article. Bro, what's, what's the name of the article? It's something about her. Untold Legacy. Untold Legacy. Mm, on Garnet and Black Magic. Run it up. Bro, there's so much talent being brought out here, bro. Like, Tap yeah. in. So, what do you feel like is gonna be, like, the next, like, step for you as far as, like, filmmaking? Do you think Garfield's life is gonna be the next step? Or you feel like it's still, like, in yeah. your right now? I feel like this is, like, a major production, to be honest. Like, um, like I said, I got a whole crew with this. Hopefully I can get some, I got my eyes on some talented uh, actors for it. Um, but yeah, hopefully this takes me to the next step. And then after that, I kind of want to, I want to like do more work with like musical artists, like doing like visuals for music, like storytelling visuals, mm-hmm. short films, stuff like that. <clears throat> but yeah, after after I finish Godfrey's Light, I want to do more like uh, narrative, narrative films. Mm-hmm. So is it safe to say like whatever you're doing these works like it's always either a piece of you um telling your perspective or maybe you're telling someone else's story and mm-hmm. like that give did that give you like a deeper connection to the work that you're making? Yeah, I think so far like all of my work has been very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically it's definitely been like uh from my perspective a piece of me. But this particular story is not really like from personal experience, it's more of a broad uh yeah, telling of like external things. Um, but yeah, I feel like your work, like artistic works is always better if it's personal and comes from uh, the author's personal experience, for sure. It's pretty dope. Can't wait to see it. Right. So if I had to ask you, what are your top five favorite movies? What would you say? Uh, okay, Do the Right Thing. Classic. City of God. I don't know if y'all ever heard it. It's like a Portuguese movie. Missed it. Like set in Brazil. It's, y'all should see it. Definitely ain't seen it. City, <laughs> City of God. It's crazy. Um... Pulp Fiction. Um, mm, uh, I'm gonna put Moonlight up there. That movie is tough. Yeah. Um, and last and not least, uh, I'm gonna say it's a Martin Scorsese movie. It's called Raging Bull. I don't even know what that is. It's about a boxer. It's really. So, is that with a De Niro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, Eric, are you yeah. talking about that? Yeah, yeah. Are <laughs> <laughs> hey, you trying to get in the film directing the um, right? Anything? I'll write. 
But um, bro, what's so? What's your favorite movies of all time, bro? What would you say? Do you agree with any of those movies being the top five? Like are those good top five movies? I like Moonlight for sure. That told that told a narrative that you don't really yeah, exactly. see kind of like broadcast. It's like mm-hmm. a homosexual like black man. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not really on TV. But my favorite movies would probably be, I don't have to pop no five. Cloud Atlas. Um, I'm gonna throw Moonlight up there. Yeah, your top five for like all time movies. Movie yeah, like I could that. I can go I can go back and watch that anytime. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Her with uh, Jaquan yeah. Phoenix. I love that one. Throwing Star Wars. So Eric loves some Star yeah. Wars. Bro. True to it. Eric yeah, oh be sending Star Wars like references in a group chat, bro. I'd be like, what is this guy talking about? I don't even know what he's talking about. I just don't respond to like, like explain to me why is Star Wars so good, bro. I just wanna know. I just felt like it kinda I'm not gonna say created, but like it definitely like propelled that genre, and I feel like it was really the hub for like science fiction movies. I feel like it really kind of like brought it to the attention, and especially with it being an American movie, it's not like anything uh, imported. So I feel like it was pretty important. Do you like American made movies? Bro, I feel like it was just an important movie compared. Like if you compare our market to like South Korea, like our movies aren't really hitting like that. Like South Korea puts out mm-hmm. some movies that get like uh, recognition. I don't. I can't remember what the movie awards. Parasite. Yeah. Parasite, I don't see. See, I wouldn't watch more movies, bro. I don't but, know none I'm of what I'm gonna tell you right now. Right? It went like, a, like, literally swept the Oscars. Yeah, I I'll have. Look, I'm by no way means a movie critic. Or <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I was trying to figure out why he was laughing at my movies, but no, but but Moonlight. I only saw like, is it was it Moonlight made by Netflix? Nah, nah, nah. No, oh, it was okay. like a in theaters. It's like a it's an independent movie. Oh, okay. Like, I never saw it in theaters. I saw it on Netflix, so I yeah, was thinking that you want you. I don't think it was in that many theaters. Okay. Okay. The thing, the thing that always confused me about Star Wars, uh, I I get why people like it, but every time I ask, like every time I ask somebody what Star Wars is about, (laughs) I get a different answer. That's because it's not really. uh, It is true though. It's not an A to B story. Like it's a kind of thing where like, what does it mean to you? And I feel like that's why people kind of. But sometimes the answers are no way close (laughs) to each other. Like like, they'll just be talking about completely different things. I heard somebody tell me Star Wars about good and evil, but there's a neutral person in the middle, and like they're fighting for this invisible thing called the Force. Like I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't even know what the Force is. What is the Force? All right, bro. We don't have to get into like a whole like breakdown (laughs) of Star Wars, bro. So you don't? Would you want me to get into Star Wars? I mean, if you want to, you want to. But if you want me to answer your question in the Force, there's like that mythical component it's kind of has the same similarities like your God so it's really like their religion and faith aspect of it man. so he acting like God when he used the force yeah we're gonna have to talk about this all that's the great thing you can interpret it in so many different ways like the same piece of work can be interpreted in like so many different ways that's a, that's a sign of great art in my opinion man, but there's no solid definition of what Star Wars is about is what you're saying it shouldn't be though it's no, up to the viewer they say when you read a book uh, everybody take something different from exactly. you exactly it's up to the viewer like well, what's the plot of it? Like, okay, we're going back to elementary I mean, school. What's the plot of Star Wars? <laughs> what's the plot? What's right. the climax? <laughs> Let me know. Rise of character, fall of character. Hey, man, character. Y'all boys can watch it on your own time. Don't do this. Sean, what's your top five favorite movie, bro? I don't know if I got five favorite. Sheesh. I mean, I'm pretty sure I do, but I can't really think. I I know. Remember the Titans got to be up there. Denzel is top tier right there. They got to be up there. Uh, I don't know. I like Trainer Bear. Another Denzel movie. Another Denzel. <laughs> I'm a big Denzel, Denzel, Denzel okay. I'm Denzel I'm Denzel uh, I'm playing cases on all you bitches. <laughs> he's, probably, he's, probably, he's probably, yeah. Probably, he's probably my favorite rapper. Why is he your favorite rapper? Bruh, I think that it takes talent to 
become your role. Yeah. I think it takes talent to become your role, but I think it it takes more talent to become your role and still be you at the end of the day. I feel like every time Denzel is in a movie, I feel like he's Denzel in mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely say he has been typecasted. In the movies he makes, he doesn't really um, make him a repetition. It's always something different, something new, whether yeah. it be a period piece or you got something. I can't remember that action movie where he was, he was just killing people. I think he was like in the city Some or something. Like yeah. Like, I feel like his range like is crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. So. Is there ever, do you think there's a bad Denzel movie or do you think all the movies are good? Uh, I, don't that one. I don't know. Has he ever missed? Not in the top of ones, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably I'm, got like a few. Like, he probably got some ones that yeah, nobody yeah. really know about. That probably yeah, yeah, okay. garbage. But, <laughs> nah. <laughs> but from the ones I think of, I don't know, bro. bro do y'all know who Sidney Poitier is? Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. When I think of people that say like Denzel's a favorite movie, they say Denzel's like our modern day like Sidney Poitier because he was apparently like a famous black male actor. Yeah, he was like the first. Absolutely. Black male actor to really break into Hollywood, like mm-hmm. to be starring in, in movies and stuff. So mm-hmm. I can see that comparison. I think uh, Sidney Poitier actually like mentored Denzel, if I'm not mistaken. Sheesh. They say um, Denzel mentored Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. <sighs> yeah legend, bro. But you know what's so crazy? Some people didn't even know he was from Shakalon until he died. Mm. <laughs> that is so. Yeah, like, he that, that, that T.L. Anna, bro. Like, Shout out T.L. Anna. That is so crazy mm. to me. Yeah. There's a lot of people like when y'all told me on um, Viola Davis was from Viola Davis, yeah. I don't know who that is still to this day. You don't know who Viola, Viola Davis? Davis? Nah, I bro, what the hell? You look like, you, look like you don't watch bro, the I'm TV enough, bro. How do you win with Burger? That lady. I never saw it. Was she in the help? Yeah. yeah she I was. never saw the help. I know she was. She was in Fences? Fences, yeah. With Denzel? Bro. She was in a lot of, she was in a lot of movies. Bro, you just like the movies. You know her. You probably know her face. I know her. Eric, I wasn't. Inside watching movies all day, but I was outside. Like, or you ain't go to the movies. I think say you was outside. <laughs> I was outside with it, bro. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. You stay in the house all day watching movies? <laughs> nah, but you know, I just feel like it just takes some effort, bro. Bro, yeah. <laughs> you know we get into the... no, no, no. <laughs> Here, go ahead, tweak it again. But no, I don't know what we talking about. Nah, I thought she was born in like what Saint Matthews or something. Saint Matthews? I actually saw she like bought her uh, childhood home. She did do that. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, like all the land around it too. Bro, that's why I want for reparations, bro. If we were talking about reparations, I'm not trying to change the topic, but I want some money. I don't want... Uh, that's what you need. Yeah. I don't want nothing better. <laughs> for sure. Bro, but nah, there's a lot of people, crazy people from South Carolina, bro. You know, Chris Rock was born in South Carolina, too. Who? <laughs> Chris Rock. Chris Rock? He yeah. said... Is he... That's my... That's my people. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, bro? All these speakers all over. Bro, that's my people, bro. For real. I'm related to Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like. <laughs> Wait, boy, you ain't want nobody to know it, just know it. Bro, I was just, look, y- y'all boys trying to put it out there on front street. Because, like, as soon as you say something like that, niggas will be like, ha. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to, like, go down my lineage. Come on now. Bro, you made it sound like you was in the court of law. Like, I am related to the Christmas. Bro, that's how y'all made it seem. You was like, what'd you say? What'd you say? I'm like, bro. I'm like, come on, bro. I mean, since okay. we on the topic now, how? Bro, look, look. <laughs> Here you letting this one go, ain't it? Bro, I want to know too. It's been explained to me multiple times, but I always forget. Like, <laughs> I just know we related. Trust me. Okay, related. okay so <laughs> if we were to meet Chris Rock at any point in time, would he say he's related to you? Right, what's up, family? Like, I don't know if Chris Rock knows, <laughs> but his mother knows. His mother is related to people in my family. By like marriage? Or like, no, like, his mother is related to people in my family. That's, they got, they're related to work. <laughs> okay. Do you like Chris Rock? Like, do you like fuck with his work? Absolutely. 
Why wouldn't I? Everybody hates Chris. I'm just saying, like, outside of him being related to you, like, do you fuck with his work? Not saying you would like it because you're related to him. I'm like saying, it. genuinely, do you like his work? No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody hates Chris is one of my, my, my favorite shows, low key. But, you know, I always felt like he could have got away sometimes. What do you mean? And everybody hates Chris. He always got caught. Mm. Yeah, Chris. I, he I think, always got caught. I think the plot was like, nobody like. well, I ain't going to say nobody likes him, but like, he can never get away with anything. Yeah, like, <laughs> never. I Which think one? like one episode he got away. I think that was <laughs> but I think that the beginning of the next episode he got caught. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 they always find out in some way. Like, it's just like, bro, like, you can't but, win for losing. You know, some people disrespect, like, everybody hates Chris as, like, a black sitcom, like, one of the like, mm. best black sitcoms. Really? You think it's one of the best? I think it's one of the best. What's your top, what's your favorite black sitcom? But my favorite, Martin. Respectable. Gary, what's your favorite? Put me on the spot. Uh, I thought you were going to get Come on. Uh, <laughs> Wait, gotta be ready. <laughs> uh, I don't know, bro. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm young, bro. I ain't going to lie. I'm Martin 99. Sheesh. Uh, you, say, you got some time. You got some time. It's been on Netflix. I'm gonna say, I was I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like a generic answer, Fresh Prince, bro. That's solid. Bro. See, I don't like Fresh Prince. What? I never really got into it. Wow. Okay. You got to go back and watch it. I promise you, get back into it. Is that your favorite one? No, no, probably Martin. I like Martin. Your favorite Martin? Probably. I like Martin, and I think uh, Slept One was Jamie Foxx. Sure. Sheesh. I feel like people sleep on that, bro. Wayne's Brothers is underrated, too. Absolutely underrated. I never watch Wayne's Brothers. Oh, you got to tap in. <laughs> you got to watch Wayne's Brothers, bro. So what do y'all feel about, like, what's been your favorite show to come back? No, no, no. What's your favorite Blessed Gone? Uh-uh, yeah. You try to skate out. <laughs> yeah. You see how you're trying to skate out today? Right. A different world. Mm. That's solid. Okay. That's solid. Okay. Yeah, okay. But what's been your favorite uh, Black Sitcom to come back on, like, streaming services? Uh, you know, Netflix just brought the lineup. What was it? Um, Living Single, Moesha, Parker's. Moesha, um, Girlfriend, Sister, Sister. Mm, I don't count. I had to tap into the Parkers. I went back. <laughs> it's, it's good, bro. It's, like, it's, it's funny. I think one on one's probably been. I feel like it's just hit I different. forgot about that one on one hard. So that's probably my favorite. I feel like the top sitcom is Martin though. Martin's up there, bro. He got to be up there. But a lot of people don't like Martin though. For some reason, I feel like it's good, but I don't know if it's top. That's yeah. my opinion. It's probably it's it's, it's got to be top three. Hold on, we forget. I feel like Martin was. I feel like my wife and kids. You said what? My wife and kids. You're right. My wife and kids is good, but I don't know if it's better than Martin. I feel no, like, no, 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 no. What's your name? Okay, Elisha. Uh, um, Tisha Kim. Yeah, Tisha Kim. Yeah. I feel like she was better than my wife and kids, and uh, she was. She was. She was. She was, like, she was hilarious in my wife. And she kids. definitely was better. I feel like, like I feel like the show was called Martin, so like the yeah. main attention was Martin. Yeah, she played her role in Martin. Yeah. Yeah. So. That John used to be uh, nah. That John used to be <laughs> okay. Well, Eric, so you don't think that Martin is a top? You say you don't think so? Nah. What's I mean, I think it's good. I feel like it, it was a different type of funny. I feel like Martin was kind of the first one to really push the envelope, like. He was the one that got banned from Saturday Night Live. Like, mm-hmm. he got beeped out his whole uh, monologue and stuff like that. But Martin's good. I mean, I just feel like you got other, like, significant, like, black sitcoms. Name them. <laughs> different world. People don't like to acknowledge it, but the Cosby Show, it was it was there. I mean, <laughs> you can't forget that. Okay, okay. Aside from, yeah, Bill Cosby, the Cosby Show was good. Uh, yeah. I'll stand on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you don't like the coffee show? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, and what else? 
I mean, I, I feel like my not my wife and kids. Uh, Fresh Prince is a classic, so I'm gonna throw that up there for me. Is okay. Good Times a black sitcom? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I wasn't. Well, we watching Good Times. We got all the back. Yeah, Good Times gotta be like number one, low key. I don't know, man. A black sitcom? Well, okay, sitcom is that's like that's probably throwing me off. That's what I'm trying to figure that's out. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, it's Good Times a black sitcom. I don't know, bro. Good Times like. Basically making fun of poor black people, right? Yeah, so like, and not really saying that shit was like, like, like who's laughing at the whole story. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't put that at the top though. Nah, yeah, I don't think I'm like, uh, I feel like for like the what historical perspective, like yeah, people would people like absolutely got to go down just because it was like one of the first. I know I wasn't watching it like that, so that's why I'm not going to pretend like oh, I'm, yeah, I'm like just, we're just speaking on like our, mm-hmm. you know. What we watched, basically. That's what you was watching. No, I wasn't watching Good Time. I watched. <laughs> I was watching Good Time. I watched Martin. You know, Fresh Prince, Young Fox Show, you know, Wayne Bros. You know, all the heavy hitters. See, y'all, do y'all feel? Well, are y'all tuned into shows like Blackish and Grownish? I don't mm-hmm. know. Blackish, Blackish is a great show. It is fantastic show. Yeah, where I'm not that tuned. Yeah, it's I watching. like it. It's funny. What is it about? It's just about a family. It's about a family that's black. And and really just, like, well, black issue. I feel like black, black issues issue. trying to explain black issues to white people though. That's what yeah, I feel like that's what it is. Like they like they have like kind of like funny like the people that are at his job. They kind of like make racist little comments, yeah. but they don't know it's racist comments. Like they just they being nice about it, but they're saying racist things. So it's kind of just like they ain't making fun of that, right? And y'all like that. You just gotta watch the show. Judging from our no, I'm, I'm asking oh, y'all. like that. Like, what? <laughs> just, basically, all the shows we talk about making fun of black dude. Like, what? Bro, Blackish came around in time where another show called Off the Boat came out, and I was like, why is this fresh off the boat? Fresh yeah, fresh off the boat. Yeah, and I was thinking that those are gonna be two TV shows about appropriating culture, and I was like, I think I'm being honest. Yeah, I I, I watched a few of uh, Fresh Off the Boat. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like it? It was pretty funny. I don't it was pretty funny, bro. But I remember that um, episode from The Office where like they were playing. Uh, it was like Diversity Day, <laughs> and they were going around with like different. Oh, like, I seen it. Bro, I don't watch The Office. But I seen that scene. You don't watch The Office? Nah, I'm not gonna lie. Bro, why not? It's just, it it takes time guys. for everybody to get into The Office. It's like a different it's, kind of humor. Yeah, bro. it's like, a show you got to tap into when you're yeah. ready to listen to that type of. Like like dry humor. Yeah. So it's understandable. Okay. Darren, yeah. I was going to ask you, you got on a Boys in the Hood shirt. Um, how, oh, yeah, how, sure. how do you feel about Boys in the Hood? Like, oh, classic. classic. Absolutely. Uh, I ain't going to lie. The Minister Society Boys in the Hood debate, you know. That's what I was just about to ask you. What, what's y'all, what's y'all, what do y'all prefer? I prefer Boys in the Hood. Mm. I feel like Boys in the Hood was, I feel like it was so good, but I feel like Minister Society is great but we just be like eh, that's good but yeah. I feel like some people don't want to say it's better than yeah, Boys sure. in the Hood just but, that Boys in the Hood came first right like. but it's it's up there like we, if you watch Men's Society right now mm-hmm. you're going to feel that movie in my personal opinion Menace is better bro. it's more it's more authentic more raw mm-hmm. like Boys in the Hood I feel like Boys in the Hood was like a more uh, I guess quote unquote satisfying story it was a good story like the themes of Boys in the Hood like about like fatherhood mm-hmm. and like stuff like that um, peer pressure stuff like that but I feel like um, Minister Society was just a little bit more realistic in my opinion and like you can actually like you said feel it it's kind of like it. so it's more relatable you would say yeah okay because sure. I was I, mean, I didn't grow up in the hood so I feel like boys in the hood would probably be more applicable more relatable to people that you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah I mean I didn't I didn't necessarily grow up in the hood I grew up around like 
You know, oh, I knew some hood individuals, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me personally, so, nah. if you grew up in South Carolina, you ain't far from it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you might not be here, but you ain't far from it. Yeah, I feel like oh, good, my bad. No, I was, what are you gonna say? No, I just feel like I don't think there's enough like black people involved with movies or making significant movies like how it used to be. Like mm. I remember there was like span of movies coming out where I think Tupac was in Juice. He was yeah. in another movie too. Poetic Justice. Poetic justice, like we used to have those things kind of rolling, and even credit to BET because they even made some stuff that we would go back and watch over and over, like uh, mm-hmm. like Baby Boy mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I really miss like that kind of like aspect in film that I feel like we don't really have like that anymore. I feel like it's coming back though. I, I feel like it is, but I feel like it's more like like there was a period where we just kept getting slave movies, like. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like that is true, bro. Okay, bro, the Butler, they be OD like, on the slave movies. Roots Revolution or something like that. And I get it, like everybody wants years a slave. Twelve years of slave, like come on, we get it. Like, like, the slave movies, are, bro. But the thing about it, the slave movies tell great stories. Probably, Django, probably stories that you probably Django put a twist on it. Up. It's but, like yeah. a twist. I feel like. I feel like we, I feel like we have enough of slave movies. <laughs> no, we need a break, bro. I, I think mean, it's time. We need to tell the Summer movie last year. Let's tell yeah. other stories. Yeah. There's so many it's other so, stories yeah, we can exactly. tell. But if we get movies like Django, I won't be too upset about it because the black people winning in it, or the black protagonists winning in it. But I feel like that's, I mean, at some point you have to be realistic. Like as entertaining as that movie There's is. There's so like, many like realistic portrayals of slavery, though, bro. You got. I'm about talking about the Django. Like true. he said, he wants more of those. Uh, but, so I don't know about that. You don't know if you want more uprising black people movies. At some point, you're gonna have to tell the truth. You gotta tell the truth. So. So you, I, t- I feel like we've been getting fed the truth for, like you said. Oh wow! So I feel like a spin on it, like Darian said, is something that no, people need. there's some truthful good too. Yeah. But we just need to tell all those stories. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But Darian said we don't need that. No, no, no. I'm saying like we don't need like. I feel like if we're gonna do it, let's talk about the first woman, like Mary Cloud Bethune or something like that, like all the hair products and what she was involved in. Like there have been other significant black uh, women. I remember Taraji P Henson. She was in that movie. Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Yeah. yeah, she helped get the first person on the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's just, sure. Yeah, I we got more of those stories mm-hmm. that we can tell. Like we out here. Like, so other, something other than slavery, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that narrative is we like have, we don't have enough yeah. of that. Well, I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna count, bro. Because they about to they about to drop the next. Because ten years from now, I don't want to be about to watch Roots Four. <laughs> Lovecraft Country kind of got away with it too because Lovecraft I don't know if y'all been tuned in, but solid. Okay, yeah. bro. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I still don't know what that show is about. And I'm like, six are you still watching? I saw. I fell off with it. I'm only on the second episode. Bruh, don't spoil it. I'll pass you. I don't know. Don't it's spoil just, it. <laughs> it's just all over the place. Bro, what's the what's plot here, if you had to say? You can't say it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the plot. Yeah, give you give me the plot. Give me the plot. So I think it's like... You say you think. Notice that. Okay. So a different interpretation of what you're trying to say. Bro, it's like all over. You really have to watch it, bro. Well, I, you really I, think, I think what they're trying to what they're trying to tell is the story of like... I think it's like said 1950s is mm-hmm. from something like that. And like African Americans involved in that. And it kind of ties in about maybe roots of racism and just like how they're navigating throughout like I'm, the trailer show too there's like a whole bunch of mythology and lore going on here Safa. so it's Safa absolutely I have to the, the way they break it down it's is good. I like it and I don't know if you guys noticed well I don't want to get dang I wish I, wish I watched but there's like a tie in give me your HBO account I can watch it you me playing you got it <laughs> <laughs> you probably watch over here bro hey bro I'm only wondering what you told me Anyways, no, like one thing Watchmen has done well. I don't know if you guys tuned into that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Superhero movies mm-hmm. based in like it really breaks down the KKK's influence with the government and like a weird twist and stuff like that. And one thing that they always kind of rotate back to is like Black Wall Street in Tulsa mm-hmm. and the attack that happened on that mm-hmm. and how that stems off and is given like 
if you think about it, it's really giving like power to African Americans in a way that you haven't seen it. It's behind the scenes, and it kind of just gives you this message of, like we've been persevering this the whole time. Like mm-hmm. no matter what's kind of thrown at us, like we've been still climbing and climbing and climbing. So it's kind of a testimony to that in the way that it ties into Ooh, the racial I'm tensions. Watch that. Yeah, you seen I the love, Watchmen. I love Watchmen. Yeah, bro. What's that on? It's on HBO too. Can't watch it. HBO Max. HBO Max. Yeah, bro. Need it. Yeah. <laughs> People like sleep on HBO. HBO really got some. Some angry whole box office. That's what they call it. Uh, How much is it per week? Shoot, I think it might be under per 15. week. <laughs> I mean per month. <laughs> I know, I know, because <laughs> I'm not paying per week. I'm about to say I can't pay per week. <laughs> <laughs> How much is it per month? <laughs> it was one of the one of the pay period. You bugging it? You <laughs> pay per week? God, no. No, nah, I think maybe like under fifteen. If I'm not mistaken. Maybe under fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but HBO's divided up to where like it's got its own movies. It's got Cartoon Network, Studio Ghibli, uh, Crunchyroll, DC. So it's got a whole bunch of subdivisions under it. I'm gonna watch that while I'm at work. That's Is it worth it? Is it worth fifteen dollars? Yeah, I think so. Is like, there a student discount or anything involved with that? You can ask HBO, but I think it's gonna be a hard no, though. Mm. Not out of blood. Since you don't want to give me an HBO account, I guess we can go back to talking about something else. Um, but speaking <laughs> of Boys in the Hood, uh, Ice Cube been on a little bit of turmoil, hasn't? Mm. Yeah, he's. I, I don't know. I mean, he's, I think everybody's got the best interests at heart, but. He might not be going about in a way that's appealing to black people. He's trying to... Um, what is he doing? What is Ice Cube doing? He's made this whole plan for, like... I think it was, like, reparations for black people in America. I can't remember what that joke was I saw called. somebody say, though, like, is Ice Cube really qualified to speak for black Americans? Like, do you want Ice Cube to be our spokesperson, bro? No, that's what Diddy's <laughs> trying to be. Diddy's trying to start a black uh, yeah. political party. He says it's called a black caucus or something like that. That's mm-hmm. different from political party, but... I mean, didn't Kanye do the exact same thing a couple years back? Everybody was like on his head. I don't know. Yeah, Kanye, Kanye disappointed me with them fake uh, presidential numbers. I think he got sent them. Yeah. I don't think he really thought it was fake. <laughs> I feel like he found it was fake after he posted nah, the He thought it was fake. All I know is corrupt. He knew it was Twitter said it was uh, corrupted media. That, like, that was, I ain't I, never I, seen that. That's kind of messed up, bro. Mm. Like, I kind of. Okay, but do you feel like. So, you said Ice Cube's not qualified? Or, I mean, I. Me personally, I don't know. I don't know what kind of uh, research. Ice Cube or Kanye? His background. Huh? Like, yeah, shoot. Yeah, because Kanye, is he running for black people right now, technically? No, no, Kanye running for Kanye. He's running for Kanye. Yeah. Representing the state of Kanye. (laughs) Okay, so if not Kanye, then you would prefer Ice Cube. If I had to choose, but I'd rather not choose and just. I would prefer somebody qualified, like someone with a PhD. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? According to why are we choosing between Kanye West yeah. and Ice Cube? <laughs> That's the problem. That's another question. Though. Why don't we have? I mean, it's obvious, like why we don't. But why don't we have like any prominent, really black leaders? Like there was Malcolm X, you know, mm-hmm. Martin back in the day. We had like these one prominent leaders, and obviously, like we see all of them got killed for the most part. So I don't think that's happening again. But that, that really like. Uh, Kind of funny to think about that we don't have really any prominent black leaders right now, Bruh, People people get this confused just because you have somebody that's popular or somebody that's a good musical artist. Yeah. That don't mean that they're educated politically, exactly. Right. And especially in the state that they live in, like most of them just be probably thinking about the where they from and that's probably what they think about. They're not even thinking about the issues in their community right Back now. Back in the day, like civil rights, like Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye. Stevie Wonder, all these people, uh, Nina Simone, like they really spoke for the black. They gave black people a voice. I feel like nowadays it's not really too many. Like Kendrick, he's one. Yeah. Um, 
Beyonce turned really, to me. Yeah, Beyonce. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like the way people gravitate to like politics and like picking parties is like a sports <clears throat> team. It's like what's more appealing? What's gonna make me excited? Like if you mm-hmm. look at both of the uh, prominent sides, Democrat and Republican, it's a big show. Like Republicans are doing this. Uh, Democrats counteract by doing this, and it's just, it's just like it takes the focus away on the issues at hand. That's, that's all I'm about to say. I think it's a tug of war. A lot they're trying to pull you to like vote for them, but like there's really no issue, like no right. solution to the issues that's going on. Yeah, basically. I thought we need to get a two party system, in my opinion. For sure. I, that's the worst thing that happened to our government. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's not even a. Real in my opinion, me, being somebody that actually like. I mean, you're in political science and criminal justice, so you probably know. That's what I think. I, I just think that because it just. I don't know, like, it makes, when you talk about politics, politics brings out the worst of people. It definitely does. Like, like people can agree on a lot of things. You know, people can agree on music, can agree on sports. They can't agree on politics. But when it comes mm-hmm. to politics, it's just, you know, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy to me, like, a lot of people, like, you can go to a football game, and if you get a touchdown, or goes to a basketball game, you shoot three, blah, blah. Like, you hop, you hop, hop, regardless, whoever it is, white, black, yeah. that, like, that unity it's so crazy in sports and entertainment, mm-hmm. per se. Well, sometimes entertainment, but it's not the same in politics. The things that matters. I feel like political parties were a beast of what the government constructed when they made the constitution. Because what it presented was a, do I agree or do I disagree? <clears throat> and the union of the people behind the agreement and the disagreement are what the parties are. And so there's really no way to kind of get rid of them. It's just like a nature of the beast. I feel like the only thing we can control in regards to the politics, maybe something like the electoral college, the way that kind of chose, chooses like who actually wins the election, where it really should be a, by a popular vote, in my opinion. I feel like that's what kind of the issues we've been having since, uh, what was it, Gore and Bush. So, and that might play a kind of pivotal role in the um, election coming up now. Regardless of whether <coughs> you think it's like, if you think that's BS or not, regardless, we got an issue. We got a we got to vote regardless. Right. So based mm-hmm. on whatever going on in your community, you just need to vote based on that. Like mm-hmm. being realistic. Like yeah, we gotta get Jamie and Oz. Oh, for sure. Like that's not yeah. like, that's not even like a question. It, like it's so it's so pivotal at Lin- this moment. I saw Lindsay. I don't know if y'all saw it. Uh, Charlamagne Jackson Donkey the other day. He was like, uh, black people in South Carolina are free to go anywhere as long as they're conservative. So basically, if you you know listen to Master, yeah. you're good. That's basically what he said. The good old days of slavery. Yeah, I saw that. He said the good old days of. Who said that? Oh, Mr. Graham. He said the good old days. He said the good old the good old days of segregation. The good old days of segregation. That's a racist right there. Not what? Slavery. That's open racist. racist. Not a shame. He ain't no racist because he don't even. No, I mean, get him wrong. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, but yeah, but so. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, got to definitely get that guy out and uh, Jamie Harrison also. But do y'all feel like, because Trump won, because he lost by the popular vote back in, like, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the electoral college got him in, so, like, what would be replaced? Like, do you really feel like the American people are fit enough to, like, vote for? Cause I feel like that's why they made the electoral college, because they felt like people really wouldn't know what they what their best interests were, even for the country, you know what I'm saying? So, like, do you feel like the electoral college is more of a help than a hurt? I think it's more of a hurt. And I feel like the issue with voters is that they don't feel like their vote is important because right. they ultimately judge electoral That's college. the number one issue. However, the electoral college is based off of the amount of people that are actively participating. Mm-hmm. That's how you get more of your right. like, votes within that state and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in order to give incentive for people to vote, get rid of that. That way, if there's an issue, like let's say a state voted popularly one way and that's usually the best interest of it, 
you can blame all the actions on the state and not the electoral college. I feel like it's really become an excuse for a lot of these victories that we've seen these last few elections. I think as long as people, as long as we actually acknowledge our power and actually voting, like as long as we just go there and do what we can. Like at the moment, we got to do whatever is necessary to get out of what we at at this moment. Mm-hmm. Not just voting. <clears throat> like voting is not going to just solve all our problems. Like so, how do you do more? How about it? Other than just vote. First of all, when most, uh, when a lot of, when a lot of us vote people in, or we want people in, or we be vibe for people. We don't even ask them what we want. Mm-hmm. Like we just be like, okay, what's your platform? And then if those things, if some of those things you agree with, okay, I vote for them. Like mm-hmm. why not ask them for something? Right. Like one of my pros said, he like if you if you like your mayor, if your mayor ain't did that for you, the last four years, that's because he did exactly what you asked him to do. Nothing. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to think about. Yeah, I think it's pretty important to take those next <laughs> steps, like. Besides voting, are you going to donate to their campaign? Are you going to go to the town halls? Like, or how active are you going to be in somebody that you claim that you support? Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like just being in those settings lets you know who that person is and what their agenda is. It are. doesn't stop at the polls, bro. Like, we gotta. Yeah. We can't just vote and then get where we at. We're like, all right, yeah, we good. No, we're not good. We, we still got. Get some way got, to we got. Some, we got some way to go. Yeah. Like, we don't need to get stagnant. I feel like we'll just do something and get a, a big win mm-hmm. and just be satisfied with the win. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, bro, the role of a politician though is to literally like sell dreams. Like, how many politicians have actually, you know, went through all the way with their plans that they said they were going to? Like, they can say they're going to do anything, but are they actually going to do it? It's it's because it's a lot more caution tape they got to jump You're through. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much more stuff they have to too. do. Like, it's, it's a, you can be like, really I want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. but if like if the Republicans rule the House, like, would you? Like, would you? Yeah. Like you can't just vote for the president. You gotta vote for the other office. That's what I'm saying. It's like so many. It's other things that you have to. People just be voting for the president. Yeah. And don't even vote for. They vote for the president and don't even vote for the county sheriff. They gotta. <laughs> everybody. Everybody in their district yeah. Republican. Or you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they like. But oh, but I went to go vote for when Trump part. was going against Hillary. Like what? <laughs> Like, You're not doing nothing that's affecting your community. Right, like we say in the yeah. country, you got to sweep around your own front door. Yeah. Mm. No cap. That's true. Dang, that's deep. So, I mean, I feel like the whole, so basically to get anything changed done in America, you need to vote for the whole, like, party system or like, for the whole house. Like, you need to get a Democrat in, like, Congress and a Democrat to be in. No, I don't think you need to get just a Democrat. I don't think you need to get just a Republican. I think you need to get whoever fits your values the most. Yeah. You need to get because some people that fit your values might be it might be cross party. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like, don't be Democrat because your dad or your yeah, mom is Democrat. Like, like literally, call the solid south. Literally, look at yeah. what you think is going to help you specifically and your people, and based off that, you vote for them. Sometimes so you got to pay attention to how their policy affects your morality at the same absolutely. time. Absolutely, you don't want to like you don't want to dehumanize yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's another question though. Why do like why does the Democratic Party have such a big uh, chokehold on black people? Obviously, like most black people aren't gonna identify with a Republican Party, mm-hmm. but I mean that's just that just goes to show we need another party. But like, why? I mean, I feel like I it's, mean, it's the lesser of two evils, like most people. That's say. what I was thinking. Yeah. About. Like we got Joe Biden and Trump. Like I feel like those are lesser of two evils. I feel like what it's been is that like black people, what their wants and needs are within this country, it's been more liberal. It's not mm-hmm. it hasn't like that doesn't give you that conservative feeling. Like you know, it took a long time for just for us to vote have rights mm-hmm. and that's a conservative approach to it like they want to cover all their ends before they make a decision whereas the democrats are really pushing the boundary 
for what we can and can't do. At least that's just what how it uh, kind of comes off, and that's what makes them more liberal because mm-hmm. they're taking those liberties to do that. I follow when race gets into politics. I feel like that's where the divide comes in. Like black people go Democrat and white people go Republican. That's at least how I view it. Yeah, I just feel like that's what it naturally is. But you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, some people, some people platform might be different than they might be Republican, but they might have some yeah. things. That but what you I was agree trying with. to say, like people really don't even really look into candidates. Like you automatically are voting for this person. I'm not saying I'm not Republican by any means, but. You automatically vote for this person. Yeah, man, that should be clear, yeah. By the way. Well, people will vote because he red and vote because yeah, yeah, yeah. he blue. And regardless, or just, look. Or just because they're black. Yes. Yeah. Right? They might true. go against everything you stand for, all your morals, but you're going to vote for them just because they're black. You see? I, just, I mean, you I feel like you should just look into candidates more and actually do your research. You see what the attorney running. general out there in the... Uh, yeah, exactly. You see, you see what that got us. Wait, the what? Oh, yeah. Then somebody on CNN say he a uh, skin folk, but he ain't can folk. I'm like, oh yeah. shoot. She said on live TV. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's I don't know. I, don't, I hate talking about that stuff, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. There's so much more he could have did with that, but that's just you're a Republican, eh? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. He ain't with us. That's a lot. He definitely So I, I think the more troubling thing out of all this is the way people are kind of capitalizing on it financially. Like I remember there was uh, Charleston quote unquote riot or uproar whatever you want to call it glass had broken the yeah. iPhone store and that same glass was being made to make the names of victims like it's I think making jewelry from it Breonna Taylor necklace yeah. uh, um, George Floyd like anklet or something like that bracelet what? George Floyd anklet bro, what? it was yeah. stuff like that selling it for like $300 bro to- and like, donating some of the white, the white glass people. what though like, an I- like the iPhone store down there in Charleston uh-huh. glass got broken so they took the glass from there and created like this propaganda I guess to push their platform. Yeah. They told us that they were gonna donate some of it to like relief and support for the African American community. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it was basically but the glass doesn't represent anything that has to do with George Floyd <clears throat> or Breonna Taylor. This is <laughs> a regular iPhone store. Yeah. The glass was broken because someone was broke into it, like yeah. wasn't no sounds about a cap. Like most of the people out here in the I'm not gonna say most of people, but a lot of these people that everybody that say BLM because so mm. a lot of these, um, be with I think Malcolm X said like a white liberal is more dangerous than a white conservative. Sheesh. Sheesh. I'm pretty, yeah, tough. Wow. I always say if, you, if it's always something, if it's always something that you got to be at the front, no matter what it yeah. is. If it's always something you got to be at the front, mm-hmm. you want to be seen more than you want to be used, bro. Yeah, that's, what, that's what that means. Going back to what we said earlier about politicians, like I never really seen a politician like really make it for all that make a difference. It's always activists, like people that go against the grain. Yeah, you know, like like you said, Michael Mays, Martin Luther King, like slavery and segregation was legal back then, and these are the people that was going against it, and mm-hmm. they'll remember more than any politician I can remember, except for like Barack Obama, of course. I just feel like they didn't have the limitations. Uh, I feel like as yeah. an activist, like and not in a party, like you're kind of fighting to keep your role at this point. Like you kind of want to ha- be able to hang out with the cool kids. That's how I feel like some black people are whenever they get into the parties, whether you're Democrat or Republican, because. As a black person, you have a chance to advocate for the best for black people, regardless of whatever side of the table you sit on. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't exactly use that to their advantage. They're just happy they can have a seat. I think, I think, and I think it's like we got to a point now. We just black people want to know the truth so bad. Like we just want to speak our truth. We just want to, we just want to put it out there. I think that's why a lot of people like Dr. Umar Johnson because mm-hmm. in a lot of recent years, like he used to be kind of laughed at. Like people used to like kind of laugh at him, like. Oh, like <laughs> 
What he's saying is true, but like that boy crazy. But like, that's really how like people was treating him. But like, if you think about it, bro, like he, the stuff he be talking nothing, about, nothing he says is false. Yeah. Like, but I feel like he has a different approach to how he says stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like we talk about the like, we supposed to be doing like an all boys academy and stuff like that. Yeah, no, uh, the French Douglas Barker Garvey Academy <laughs> or something like that, bro. <laughs> He went into detail. He said, "Yeah, I want all African American queens that'll help me uh, paint my room." I said, "I need y'all to help paint my rooms now. I need five African queens to help paint." Bruh, my room. Did Bruh, you I think see he was, when, he, when he had applications open for for his wife? Wife openings? Yeah. Bro, I don't know. Bro. Bro. He was like yelling at people for not donating. This. I'm like, bro. Like, It'd be funny if you on the live. He's like, "You are not of African American descent. Get off my live." Bro, he was he was on a live at a uh, in a party. He tells him, "Hold on." Some Europeans just passed me. I was like, bro, this right here is wow, bro. <laughs> bro, he was talking shit about, bro, he was talking shit about black people too. Like, he called people coons and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He I said, mean, bro, he was one situation. He was talking to somebody. He said, I can get a gun, but you'll never be 6'3". <laughs> He's a big popper. <laughs> he said, I can lose the gun, but you'll but never, never be 6'3". <laughs> I said, oh my God. Yeah. So uh, if Doctor Ubar Johnson was in a platform with like Ice Cube, would you think people you think he would get some traction, or you think he's just too real for people? Yeah, because it's another person co-signing him. He ain't never had no co-sign. So once he get that, he taking off. Who? Umar. Like, he got co-signs. No, no, no. He got, he got donations. He don't yeah. got co-signs. He got co-signs. You gotta think about. Like, he wouldn't be where he at the point where he at now if he didn't have some some people that just be like. There's people that, bro, there's people that... That follow him. That follow him. I don't people that, that respect really that, that's probably known, that probably don't even make it known that they follow him. See, like, they're, like, shaking hands where nobody else can see? Sheesh. You know how people do? <laughs> he speak the truth, though. He definitely speak the truth. But I feel like when, like, going back to Ice Cube, I feel like Ice Cube was speaking the truth about how, because he's trying to do something that's like, what, a CBA, CWBA, like, control of black Americans. They're trying to, like, have yeah. Trump. I feel like that's speaking some truth. I feel like people are just looking at the fact that, oh, you working with Trump? We can't, we, we, we can't listen to you. But he said he reached out to the Democratic Party. They said they, they was they couldn't talk until after the election. What is the contract? Like, what is the contract? It's supposed to be a contract based basically. Uh, what the hell? I believe it's like rooted like. <laughs> I don't like the word contract. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like contract is really like it's supposed to be like some. Master plan to better black lives. better black people. See, I don't like master. Like, like, why does everything got to be master? Master bedroom. Like the word master is gonna sit right with me. <laughs> I feel that. Supposedly it's supposed to be some plan to help black people. Supposedly, like, but he said he said they reached out to both parties, and the uh, Democratic Party said they would uh, meet and like to meet after the election was over, and he said that the Republican Party said they made time before the election to meet, so mm-hmm. he met with them. The Trump administration, right? How yeah, he, well, I don't know if he met with the Trump. Well, yeah, he was saying he met with the Trump administration. He did say he, say he met with the he Republican met, Party, but he, he met, met with Trump, Trump personally. I don't know if he. I don't think he met with Trump personally. Just administration. I, I, I can't. I can't vouch yeah, for that. Bro. I don't know. I know he's working with the Trump administration, not solely with Trump. But I think they're working on the plan. <laughs> look, I don't know. His goal. He wanted both parties to sign it. That way, they both could be obligated to it. And so, if it ever came up in Congress, like y'all but already agreed to the contract. Is, but what is it though? Like Ice, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure Ice out. Ice Cube. Ice Cube is not the most qualified exactly. black person to speak. Who wrote? Who wrote? You cannot tell me. Ice Cube. Ice Cube wrote it himself. Oh, he has some, no, not by himself. But he was involved in the writing. 
But think about how many powerful black people we have in this country mm-hmm. that can be speaking for us. But I'm you not, said nobody else I'm not saying it. Ice Cube can't do it. <laughs> I'm not saying that. He, he, he definitely has a position of power within certain like certain amount of money. He got we money. always say people need to use a platform. He got money. Yeah, he's using he's using his platform. Like I like I fuck with all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, in terms of speaking for us, I hope he's just not the only one in that room. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. But P Diddy's not good enough either to be in that room as well. Or Fifty Cent. There are so. There are so many people that are qualified. All the people we're naming yeah. right now are musical artists. Entertainers. <laughs> entertainers. So, so you're saying entertainers can't have a hand in politics? No, they can't. Because I'm saying, but I'm saying good. we be looking only she, to she, entertainers. She, she, she Whoa, he tried to turn Tim's on you. Just Wait, sir. Bro, Sonic is saying shut up and dribble. No, that's not what I. This is another Malcolm X quote, though. Where in the white community are musicians, entertainers, leaders, bro? Like political leaders. Act, I mean, well, where are like comedians? Mm-hmm. Where are they like activists in the white community? Why are these our our leaders in the black community? You know what I'm saying? Well, I feel like back then we needed activists. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we needed Malcolm Mix to get us oh. to those times. I feel like it's, it's two different situations. I'm not saying it's two different situations, but I feel like the times have changed. But like, we're not fighting for those same things that they were fighting for because we already got them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like freedom or equal rights. I mean, not freedom. I, f- I feel like we already got them to a certain extent, but I feel like we still in the same position. It just looks different. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like we, we need another activist. But oh, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that musical artists are not, they can't be woke. They can't like actually yeah. put forth effort because a lot of them, they have money. So they can put money into these low income areas. They can, they can do a lot of stuff with, it, with money alone, period. Right. So I'm not saying that they can't make a change with that. I'm just saying there is more qualified people than the Ice Cube, our, Ice our entertainers. There, yeah. there is like yeah. that's just a fact. So where they at though? You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like those people are involved in those political sectors and just being in that. It's like it's a hard game to kind of maneuver around and get like a voice heard out or get a decision made at that. And sometimes they're involved, but you don't know them because they don't have the popularity or yeah. notoriety of these musical artists. Yeah. So the musical art- artists talk about it. They just like. Nobody's doing nothing. Hey, no, nobody ain't doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's people out here working that it's people that do this stuff. Like you see know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just know like when Kim Kardashian uh read that uh read the book and then she just became somebody that was taking getting people out of jail. And I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, like it's people that literally went to law school for this. Yeah, she just read the book. You see what I'm saying? Like Are you upset at the result or are you upset No, I'm right? not upset at the result. Not at all. But I feel like when we get to when we do that. A lot of times, that's this why when people with celebrities be dying, like don't get me wrong, like God forbid, with celebrities be passing away, mm-hmm. you have people that be going into depression, about to kill themselves because they put these mm-hmm. celebrities to a certain pedestal, like they almost they worship them to a sense, like a godlike, like almost. So it's like when that's that when the reality topic. happens, it's just like damn, you know what I'm saying? I just I just I think that hip hop is so big, like we're in, a, in the era where hip hop is so big. That the musical artists have so much like power, so much acclaim, notoriety that they don't even know how much power they got. Mm-hmm. Especially the age of social media, yeah. With these little kids, mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's easy. So you feel like the politicians should be on the same level, or the musicians and artists should be brought down the same level as politicians, as far as like being representative for black people. Because right now, I feel like you said all the focus on your musicians are entertainers. So you feel like politicians should be on that same equal right, or like the same equal playing field as far as notoriety. Politicians? Yeah. Well, black well, politicians in general. No, I don't think that 
I don't think that politicians need certain. I don't think they need notoriety. I don't think they need popularity. I don't think they need clout mm-hmm. because a certain amount of time. At the end of the day, these entertainers, this is what they do. Like they make money off of popularity. They make money off of clout. Right. If you're a politician, you don't be, you're not supposed to be making money off that. Yeah, I feel like the correlation would be like you know, those entertainers express how I feel, and as a politician, you're supposed to act on how right. we feel. And so that's where that co-sign with the entertainer. I want that to be. I want them to have a larger rep than the politician because mm-hmm. they're representing a larger uh, area of people. It's just a matter of who's qualified, though. Like, he, like mm-hmm. we were talking about, who's actually qualified. Like we had Cardi B interviewing, like Bernie. Like, what is? No offense. What does Cardi B know about? I mean, know, I feel like she feel, isn't qualified in my opinion. I feel like if you look at like who's involved in politics, though, like. A lot of us wouldn't meet those certain qualifications, or whatever. So maybe she represented the area of people that want to be active, but they don't have the knowledge or the experience to really be in those conversations. She can't like someone like Cardi B isn't really supposed to be in the room. So now that yeah. she's in the room, she's representing a larger group yeah. of people. That's, and that's great. That's fantastic. I just think that some people look only to them. So what if you have Ice Cube, like a person that's speaking for the black people? Because you know. Somebody like Ice Cube could probably get in contact with Donald Trump more possible than we can, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, like, what if we elect like the celebrities to be the voice for us, you know what I'm saying? And well, that's what Ice Cube is trying to do. I love Ice Cube, but I mean, if it got to that, if it honestly, if it is going to further our people, I'm with it. I don't care if we get Kanye in office. If it's going to further our people, I'm yeah. with it. We need to be with whatever, whatever is necessary, we need to be willing to do. I agree. That's, that's, at this point, that's what we need to be at. Whatever's necessary, that's what we need to do. But we need to make educated decisions to, to get there. We've been in the position for a minute, so let's not make the same mistakes that we've been making. Mm-hmm. Or let's not give so much power to these people that this is not that's not their profession. Their profession is entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like it's been a wake-up call for the African-American community as far as being involved. Because uh, we have Barack Obama. And then the hinges just shifted, and now Donald Trump. And now we're on the brink of possibly having Donald Trump for another four years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people realize that just because we got in the door, now we need to actually like find a place in the house to be at, like find a room, like set our ground, set our bearings. And I feel like that, I feel like we might see a lot more uh, black leaders coming forward. That's election. I feel like people, like he was talking about earlier, like people put like God, like I guess similarities, just like regular people. Mm-hmm. I feel like people thought Obama posters. Flip the world upside down, like do so much for us. Who? Not Obama. Oh, uh-huh. because you know when people like say Obama ain't did nothing for us. Like, yeah, he was only in office for eight years on a country that was built on, like, there was a whole country like other leaders before Obama. So like, why do you think number forty four was gonna yeah. fix all the changes from <laughs> one to forty three? That's, that's what half the administration is is trying to replace what the previous one did. Well, a lot of people don't understand the system. That's number one. Yeah, a lot of people just be like, oh, okay, so president. Oh, we gonna like yeah. For majority of those years, like he he didn't have control in Congress. That's what I'm saying. So it's like everything he was want to do, they they were shooting down. So it, it's just it's a game at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people a lot of people don't really understand like the ins and outs to it. So they just be like, oh, he the president. All right, bet we good. That's yeah. not how it like, works. He's not LeBron. Go take us to the championship. All right. And then they just be like, then a lot of people be criticizing. Him. A lot of people criticize LeBron. They're like he ain't did nothing for like oh like. I, I understand what you're saying, but like, what do you like? Yeah, what did you expect? Like, what, what do you, do you want, want? What do you really want him <laughs> yeah. to do? Yeah, just be a black man in the White House. Like, it's not that much. Like, the the presidential uh, the seat is is basically a figurehead. 
Yeah. That's how I thought. That's how you I see think what I'm saying? It. Like, you have power, but at the end of the day, it's, it's balance power. Checks and balances. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing, but, I mean. Because no sole person can get anything passed right. by itself. It has its problems when, when you run into it because yeah. it's a collective decision. So what do y'all want to see personally out of the next four years? Like who, like no matter who's in office, I'm not trying to like sway nobody to vote for who, but you know we need some changes. But like, what do y'all personally want to see in the next four years? I want to see some. I really like if I could just dream and have it my way. I want to see the uh, the cost for public universities and private and stuff. Like I want to see that tuition kind of take a hit. I feel like it puts a lot of individuals into immediate debt, especially when they're trying to get their bearings and grounds. And that's one thing I was encouraged by with the Sanders campaign and even other. Campaigns that express that I like. I feel like it's kind of hard to make it into the world, mm-hmm. especially like you spend four years trying to learn something, but like you see people learning trades and out here in the real world and making their own. So I just wish like that whole disadvantage could be taken off, which isn't likely, but that's me. Mm-hmm. You speaking in terms of like the country? Yeah. Um, I think we need some <coughs> some serious gun control legislation. Mm-hmm. I think as America, we kind of gun crazy. You know, I think that, and I'm not nobody that's like, take the guns, you know, you know people be like, that's what people think. Obama want to take our guns. Like, I'm just saying, bro, like, if you just look at it statistically, we have a gun problem. Right. Yeah. Like, this country, we have a gun problem, bro. There are certain, there are certain countries where police officers don't even have guns. Right. And it's peaceful. Like, think about that. Yeah. In some countries, we have to go to college to be a police officer. Right. Mm. So in some cities in America, where you have to go to, where you have to have a degree to be a, a police officer. So that should be like a universal you know thing. What I'm like, so this is we we definitely need, bro. Like think of all the school shootings that could have been like school shootings. <laughs> like being realistic, bro. Like what do you need an AR-15 for? <laughs> like for like a regular person. Being realistic. You're not gonna somebody like, like get you that's that that's not even a that's not even a uh, the best gun for hunting. Yeah. So what do you need that for? Depends on what you hunt. You see what I'm saying? Probably, yeah. like, it's, it's barefoot or something? No. no. Military. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, that's, it's certain things like that where I just don't believe we need to... It's, it needs to be tighter restrictions on it. Like I always say, like you can get a rifle quicker than you can get a handgun. I can kill more people and I got but I got to wait three days to get that pistol. Though. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's a certain, certain thing that just don't make sense. So I, I think that they need to do that, definitely. Gun control. I feel like some people love, we be kind of crazy about, like, immigration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why we're so crazy about that, and we America. Like, we should let no, like, 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 I just be like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, people come here for a better life. They be like, yeah. they be like, free health care, free, uh, free health care for illegals. I be like, okay. <laughs> illegals? Like, I be like, what do you, like, <laughs> Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, bro, we sound so hypocritical. Mm. I know other countries be looking at our politics and just be laughing. <laughs> Absolutely. It's entertaining. Bro, really like, like, I wa- bro, we watched the uh, debate the other day. Sheesh. What was Donald Trump talking about? <laughs> he's like, no, it's not. It's called China. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, 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 bro, I'm like, when Donald Trump told me he was the least racist person in the country, that, I just thought. I can't see everybody in the room because it's real black and dark in here. But. Bruh, he's saying he's, like, he's done more for black people than Abraham Lincoln. Oh my God! Well, Abraham Lincoln didn't do that much because people think he freed slaves. Abraham yeah, Lincoln didn't. I mean, he, look, he wrote. He, he was a figurehead for it. He freed the slaves, but Same he was only doing that because he wanted 
he wanted the country to get back together. Come on now, y'all boys. But, but Abraham Lincoln had slaves. Right. At the end of the day, though, he's still freed the slaves. He freed the slaves. I mean, it was a, if you like think you about it, it strategically, it was but great. It was people think that Abraham Lincoln went to like the jail cell, like all the players. Like, I, right, I thought that Abraham Lincoln just like loved black people, yeah, like, loved niggas. No, nah, he nah. did not. Abraham Lincoln was very racist. He just picked a better option for him. He's like, damn, I got free these slaves. I did. He still did it. He did. He definitely did. That's what his book says. I tip my hat. Yeah. Appreciate you. But Dan, what do you feel like you want to see in the next four years, bro? Uh, bro, realistically, I feel like a lot of change, and I, regardless who is elected, I feel like it's not going to be a significant change. But I feel like, you know, the justice system, for sure, is something that has to be uh, to revamped, like, pretty much built from scratch, like, bro, because we're going to continue seeing, like, officers getting away with murder, um, like, innocent people just getting killed, bro, until the justice system and it's in its entirety is, like, you know, rewritten police um you know just like a revamping of the police system like mm-hmm. you were saying um defunding the police giving these giving that money to like disenfranchised communities like yeah but like, people think defunding the police just means we're gonna yeah, take yeah, money from the police. exactly that means putting that money in communities where these where that are over police so they won't um you know have to be over police hopefully you know giving it to education mental health resources and stuff like that Black like businesses at that exactly, so yeah, I feel like you know the justice system, um, but realistically, it's not gonna happen. I'm already not. Bro, I feel I be getting tired of talking about the justice system so much, bro. Like it's yeah, we just look. It don't matter if you hire what I say. It don't matter if you hire, uh, hire Gordon Ramsay to cook on a broke stove. The food ain't gonna taste good. <laughs> no so the system needs to be yeah. changed. It don't matter who you hire. It don't matter. We yeah. gotta we gotta go through it. Fix some nuts and bolts, and then, then we can mm. get right. Yeah. Right. I was gonna. That was gonna lead to what I was gonna say. I feel like, as far as like what I want to see in the next four years, I want to see more equity and say equality because equality is kind of like making sure everybody's on the same playing field. But I feel like you've been set back four hundred years. You mm. don't need to be on the same playing field exactly. with somebody else. Yeah. You need to be like brought back up or like reimbursed in some way so like we can get back on the same playing field. Mm. It's, it's some people that uh, say that they don't like like the L, uh, LGBT uh, community because they say they feel like they are like surpassing like the black people like black people like black people's uh, like I guess the level in it or whatever what do you think about basically they're saying that they're oppressed right right yeah they don't measure up to oppressed just look, nah, I feel like it doesn't compare to black people nah, so obviously they're still oppressed bro but I feel like they're absolutely not to the extent. Absolutely. I feel like you're going to oppression to 400 years of slavery? I think I it's appealing because it's inclusive. Like, it's not just, yeah. like, in, like a certain demographic. Black it's Indian, in black, yeah. white. Like, yeah. fit in that category. So. so it's like them speaking to And then again, like, LGBTQ community, like, they get killed just for being gay. Like, trans people get killed for just, just for being trans. trans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, it's comparable, but I feel like the history, mm-hmm. since, uh, you know, that's just a, a recent movement. Uh, compared to like 400 years of slavery and mistreatment like you really can't that history was even I thought that history was kind of engraved like just from the black community as well like LGBTQ didn't just sprout out all of a sudden like people were gay and lesbians and stuff like that way back before and so I feel like even in that circles you can have a racist gay man or a racist lesbian Mm -hmm. woman or something like that I mean so but (laughs) I just (laughs) sorry you want to say something I'll show you but yeah, I just want equi- more equity. Um, 
I guess, out of this country in the next four years. I don't care who it is, you know what I'm saying? If we have to see we're a contract and sound right when we walk out say we have to have a contract, we're like we're gonna get that and yeah, but a contract legally binding. You can't step out of contract mm-hmm. for however long and it is. Both parties have to fulfill the obligations of the contract. Yeah. Let you not do one, then you don't get what you want. So it's tough. I feel like this is a pretty solid podcast. Any of y'all boys? There's a lot to talk. I feel like we definitely had a, a some meaningful conversation. Sure. Right. If you don't listen to any other podcast, it's only season three. Well, season two, episode three. Jeez. You have to listen to this one. Darren, sure. do you have uh, anything else you want to tell the people? Like anything about your next project? How you want the people to remember you by? Like uh, important words? Social media handles? Oh, uh, yeah. Social media is at Darian O'Neill, D A R I A N O N E I L, Instagram and Twitter. Um, uh, what did you say again? Like, how do I any part words? Like, anything you want to remember? Uh, yeah, about, I just say something, project. bro. I got a lot, you know, on the way. Um, yeah, I really, I just want people to know, like, I this is not a selfish endeavor, bro. Like, I don't do this what I do for me, mm-hmm. like, I do it for what I feel like is the greater good. So, I just want people to know, like, this is not, I don't do anything I do for like recognition, clout, anything like that. I'm really doing it to speak for people and to like start dialogues and stuff mm-hmm. I know you started a campaign for Garfrey's Light what was the campaign for? oh for sure uh, yeah you'll see it on my social media it's on we're currently raising funds at Indiegogo um, yeah it's in the link in my bio on Instagram and yeah we're currently at 400 there's a $2,000 goal um, but yeah any any donation helps any amount helps uh, feel free to you know if you just have five dollars Donate, 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 donate. Right out you. But yeah, but you appreciate you, my boy. Don't no, for having the well, for you coming to our podcast. You having us. And thank you for being like a part of Black Boys We Red too. I, I really appreciate that. Oh yeah, we we gonna we gonna be in contact, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this your boy Marquise Q signing out. All right, man. This your boy uh, Ray Rashawn. Y'all boys holding the road. It's your boy Easy. Just remember, uh, today can't be different. Today you can be the difference. So remember that as you carry on. Drop with the quotes. (laughs)